Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. Good to be here again. Thank you for joining, and I hope you're having a fantastic, amazing week. I am going to be talking today all about British slang. So, slang words and phrases, casual expressions that we use in the UK. And I hope it's interesting. Remember, if you like what I'm doing here on the podcast and you want to support me, keep me going, but also get access to a big online learning school, then you can go to levelupenglish.school and become a member. And you, you're welcome to cancel anytime, you know, but membership, there's a small monthly payment and it's a great way to keep me going. But in return for your support, you will also get access to the transcripts. So that means you can read what I'm saying while I'm saying it. And you get access to many online courses, group classes, live lessons, many things like that. So if you're interested, head over to levelupenglish.school and read more about membership over there. But I'd love to see you over there. And if you do join, I will be happy to, to chat with you over there. If you don't want to become a member, don't worry. You can still get access to my weekly free email lessons. That's right. So every Thursday, I send out an email lesson usually based on some vocabulary, something like that. And if you sign up on the homepage of my website, you can get access to them and you can unsubscribe anytime if it's a bit too much. But I've got a lot of good feedback there and a lot of good people getting in touch with me as well. And that's one thing I really love to see. I love to see what you guys are doing while you're listening to the podcast. So I've had quite a few emails and Instagram messages recently. And sometimes it's just a picture of maybe the podcast in the background and what you're doing. I've had some people who are on the treadmill exercising and listening, which is nice. So keep up the keep up the exercise if you're doing that now. I had one message on Instagram from someone who was eating strawberries and listening. And it it's really nice because it kind of makes me feel like it's more of a two-way conversation. So, you know, feel free to get in touch with me however you want and send me a picture of what you're doing while you're listening. And, you know, I'll be happy to talk about it next time. The last thing I probably could remind you guys about because they've been gaining some popularity, but there's still always a little bit of space. These are my group classes. So every Friday and Sunday, I do an online group class where we talk about well, it's a conversation class, but we also focus on vocabulary, expressions. I give you feedback on your English as well. And it's so much fun. So it's a group of maybe intermediate and higher level students talking about different topics. And it's a great way to learn, great way to make friends, especially if you're kind of a lockdown like me at the moment. And I'd love to have you join. So if you're interested in joining the group classes as well, you could go to my website, which is ewmichael.com group, or 
just contact me however you want. Send me an email and I'll send you the information. I'd love to have you join. But okay, so I have a very bad memory. So I decided today, hmm, I want to talk about British slang. That might be a good topic. And then I realized I've already made this episode. I've already done an episode on British slang. So that's how bad my memory is. But also, I've technically just recorded a hundred episodes. So, you know, maybe it's understandable that I don't remember them all. So today I'm going to be calling it British slang part two. So I'm going to try to look at different words and phrases today. But the thing that really, really bothers me is so many online lists for slang are not correct. I did a little bit of research to kind of find some good ones to use today. And there's so many online lists like you know, top 50 slang words in the UK. And I think, you know, 80% of them I have never heard of before. You know, maybe they're used in some parts of the country, but if you were to learn from the list, I think it would be a bit strange. Maybe most people wouldn't understand you. So today I've gathered only some common ones, ones that I hear quite frequently, um, in my experience anyway. Some people might disagree, but these are ones I hear often and I think might be interesting for you as well. You know, one example of one of these phrases that we never use, but it's on every single list. This is the bee's knees, the bee's knees. And I think it really just means like really good. Like this food is the bee's knees. It's really good. I might be wrong, but we don't really use that. I think it sounds very old fashioned, like maybe you're in the 1950s. Maybe grandmas might use it, but I, I, I really don't hear that very often. So there's a good example of one that maybe you shouldn't use. All right. Okay, so I'm going to start today with, all right. So you may have heard this before. It's really common and it's really important to know this one. So this is all right, except we say it very quickly. We say, all right, all right. And it really is just a greeting. It's just like saying, hi, how are you? But very casual and it doesn't require any response. You know, you don't need to reply. So if someone says, all right, to you, you can just say the same back. All right, yeah, all right. Something like that. It's very useful, especially for acquaintances, I would say. Probably if it's a good friend, you might say like, hey, how are you? A bit a bit more, uh, a bit more meaningful, maybe. But all right is like a very good like hi, like simple greeting, quite casual. So this is good to know. You can say that to anyone. And again, you don't need to reply. I'm good. I'm bad. That's not necessary. So all right. All right, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, this one I like because it's not really a British slang word because it's obviously used all around the world. The word brilliant. I think it's kind of used quite interestingly in the UK. So we use it a lot, sometimes sarcastically, but we just use it to mean, you know, really good. But I think we use it a lot more than maybe American English. Ah, oh, brilliant. Nice one. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, it can be very sarcastic as well. So if someone says something a bit strange, like, 
for example, maybe I dropped my food on the floor, but you know, I still ate it. I don't care if it's got dirt on it. It's just a bit of bit extra flavor, you know? And then someone could reply, huh, okay, brilliant. So it's a little bit like, that's good to hear, except really it's not. I'm being sarcastic, you know? So this is quite common. We can also say brill. I think a bit less common, but brill is just a shortened, more casual way. Oh, brill, brilliant. So I would say if you want to sound British, I know some of you do, then this is a good word to use, brilliant. I also just used the word or the phrase, nice one. I use this all the time. And again, it's usually sarcastic, um, but I think it doesn't have to be. It really, again, just means brilliant, really good. I'm happy to hear that. So if you said, oh, by the way, I already finished your report. I finished the report, I put it on your desk. Oh, nice one, thanks, mate. Yeah, nice one, brilliant. So it just means like, that's a good job. I'm happy to hear that. And it's a very, very common phrase, quite simple meaning again. But as I said, often sarcastically. I'm sure you have heard British people can be very sarcastic. It's, it's our humour, you know, British humour. So let's say someone accidentally dropped your phone. They took your phone, fell on the floor and it cracked. The screen cracked. And you look at your phone and go, oh, great. Nice one. Thanks, mate. Nice one. And it kind of just means like, oh, well, it's not nice. It's the opposite of nice, right? <laughs> so that's sarca sarcasm, of course, right? So nice one, brilliant. They both mean good very often in a sarcastic way. Ah, nice one. Yeah, great. Okay, the next one is slightly bad it's it's not like a really bad swear word but it's a little bit vulgar a little bit bad you know you wouldn't want to say it around everyone and this is bugger or or bugger or bugger or so bugger or remember i put all of these on the show notes um which is levelupenglish.school slash podcast 98 so if you want to see them spelled and written out you can look there Bugger all just means nothing. Zero, nothing at all. So bugger all, yeah, nothing at all. So what have you done today? Oh, bugger all, bugger all. I've just been sitting in bed doing nothing all day. Little bit impolite, little bit rude, but it's kind of very common with, you know, between friends. So maybe next time someone asks you what you did, you could say, I did bugger all today. But of course, that's not true, right? I'm sure you've been studying hard. You've been learning English. You've been very productive, right? <laughs> okay, the next one is a phrasal verb, actually. But again, it's a little bit bad because this word is also a word used for part of a man's body. Let's leave it there. But this phrasal verb is cock up, cock up. And this is a slang term that means a mistake, a failure, something like a really, really big mistake. So it can be a noun or a verb, like, oh, I cocked up real bad today, cocked up real bad. Real is kind of a bit more casual way to say really, really bad, real bad. I think more commonly it's a noun. 
like, oh, we had a major cock up at work today. A major cock up. So maybe many things went wrong. You don't know how to fix it. It's a big cock up. It's causing a lot of stress. So again, it's quite casual. Use it between friends. Don't use it in front of parents and bosses, for example. It depends how close you are, I suppose. But yeah, I really cocked up my work today. Oh, no. So that there's might be a good one if you make a lot of mistakes. Couple more we can look at here. This one is interesting and this is not bad. It's quite a nice one to make a change from the previous two. This is to have a gander, to have a gander. I don't know if this is around the whole country, but I've heard it quite a lot. And it basically means you're kind of being nosy, looking around, having a look to see what's going on. And gander is the name for a male goose. You know, goose is like the big bird. Gander is the male goose, right? So when, you know, this is according to what I found online. It's not, I, I didn't know this before, but when a goose is looking around, they kind of put their neck up in the air. They're looking at something. They really st stick their neck out to explore. So when you're doing this kind of um, movement, you're like putting your neck out, being nosy, looking for something, it's having a gander. So when I hear this expression, I think of like looking in the shops, maybe you're going shopping, you're not really going to buy anything, you're just window shopping. But oh, let, let's go in this shop, have a gander, let's have a gander and see what we can find, maybe something good. Now, come on, have a gander, see what this guy's up to over here, let's have a gander see what is going on basically this next one is very confusing i think as far as i know it's only in the uk but you know i'm always happy to be proven wrong but it's a bit confusing because this is the word sick sick and sick of course is bad right it means you're not feeling well you you know it's really bad um it could mean disgusting right oh that the way he treated that woman was sick like, it's disgusting, really made me feel sick. But in British slang, it can mean something good as well, especially by young people. It's, it's not really used by adults so much, or, you know, maybe people under 30 can use it. But it means good, it means cool, right? So my friends used to use this a lot. I wouldn't really use it, but I've heard many people try it. So it's, oh, sick, man, that sounds great. Yeah, nice one. So, oh, I got, you got a new job. Oh, sick. Awesome. So it just means cool, right? Something good, you can say sick. You know, would you like to come to this concert with me on the weekend? Yeah, sounds sick. I'd ha be happy to go, yeah. So did you know that one before? That's quite an interesting one, I think. But I think this kind of pattern is not so uncommon in English. If you think of the word wicked, wicked. We still use this word today, but it's a bit less common than it used to be. Wicked means evil or bad, but it also means cool again. Many words mean cool. So there's many words that originally were bad. Now they are kind of good, right? It's wicked, wicked witch or oh, wicked man, sick, cool. Hope that's not too confusing. The last one 
is a phrase. So what would you say if I asked you, fancy a cuppa? Fancy a cuppa? I wonder if you could follow that. So you might know cuppa, right? Cuppa is short for cup of tea or cup of tea. But if you shorten it, right? Cup of tea, cup of tea, cuppa. Yeah, so it's the shortened way of saying cup of tea. Very, very British, of course, right? Fancy has quite a few meanings. First of all, fancy means posh, upper class. You know, someone who talks like the queen is very fancy, maybe. Also, it can be a verb. If you fancy something, you like something. Like you fancy a girl, that means you have a crush on a girl. It also kind of means want, similar to like, right? But I fancy going home. Maybe I wouldn't say that. What could I say? I really fancy a nice cake, right? (laughs) I fancy a cake. That means I want a cake. I really want a cake. I think, I feel like this is quite British. This is one that I thought of. It was not on a list or anything, but I don't think we'd say this anywhere else in the world. So I fancy eating a cake. Fancy a cuppa means would you like a cup of tea? Do you want a cup of tea? Fancy a cuppa? Very casual, sounds quite nice and friendly. Maybe say it to someone who you're kind of comfortable with, but maybe a stranger as well. You could say, hey, fancy a pint? Fancy a pint of beer? Yeah, I'd love a pint, mate. Let's go. Nice one. (laughs) So think about what other examples you could use with fancy. It's very, very useful. You know, fancy a cuppa, fancy going for a walk. Could be many things like that. I hope some things on this list were new to you today. I don't often do these kind of list episodes, but I thought this might be interesting to do a part two. And let me know. I mean, you're welcome to leave a comment as well. If you have any more expressions, more slang terms, go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast 98. Leave a comment on the page and share some more slang terms. It could be one that's British, one from your culture, maybe. And I'll be happy to tell you if the English ones are natural or maybe not so natural. Because, you know, slang is changing all the time. It's hard to keep up. Okay, though, I think that's a good place to leave that section. I always like to end the podcasts with a couple reviews. Shout out some reviews from Apple Podcasts. And then read a quote from my Instagram page that might inspire you. So while I get my podcast reviews up, I also want to say thank you, or maybe I should say welcome. So I noticed, you know, I get an email every week with the podcast uh, statistics, kind of how many people are listening. And I noticed it's kind of gone up quite quickly recently. So we've got quite a few more listeners. So if you are new to the podcast, then welcome. I should have said this at the beginning, perhaps, but thank you for Thank you for choosing to listen. I really hope these episodes are useful and I'm always happy to hear from you, whether it's a request or just to say hi or thank you or anything like that. I love to hear from the listeners. So welcome and hope it's useful. Okay, so first of all, we have a few reviews. One from Ezra, 1999. 
And Ezra says, you are an amazing person. I hope your podcast becomes bigger than you imagine. Thank you, Ezra. That's not, I hope so too. I hope so too. <laughs> um, that's very kind of you. I had another review from Gara, which is written in Japanese, but it says they're from Saudi Arabia. And they said, I really, really love your podcast. It helped me a lot in a short time. And one from Ace or Asebi, Ace B. And they said, hello, Michael. Thank you for this podcast. It really helps me. And what's really special about Ace's review, again, sorry, I'm, I don't know if that's your name, but I'm always bad at names, so please ignore the bad name pronunciation. What's really special about their review is, that is the 100th review. It says here, just this morning, I got my 100th review on the podcast. So thank you to all 100 of you who have left reviews. I'm so grateful and it really does help me. Okay, before we sign off today, I'm going to leave with one quote that may inspire you. Let's see, let's see. So this quote is from someone called Herbert Spencer. And he said, the great aim of education is not knowledge, but action. What does that mean to you? The aim of education is not knowledge, but action. Have a think about it. Hopefully that's inspiring and it will keep you going through the week and keep you going through your studies. Hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. Looking forward to it. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.com dot school forward slash podcast that's levelupenglish.school slash podcast and I'll answer your question on a future episode thanks for listening